reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. Cynthia and I welcome you today to a very important episode of Discovering the Jewish Jesus because today, love, we're preparing ourselves to celebrate Rosh Hashanah Yom Truah. Wow, wow, I'm excited. I love Rosh Hashanah because it starts with the blowing of the shofar, the blowing of the trumpet that you're holding in your hand right now. And I love it because it awakens us. That's right. It wakes us up from the deadness of our routine lives yes. into the aliveness of God and that he's coming back, that he's returning. And, and so I'm praying that our viewers today are gonna to be awakened in their heart and their soul, just hearing the voice, the shofar of God in their heart and soul. Amen, we're awakening to recognize that God is gonna judge the world and we're awakening to realize that Yeshua is coming back with the sound of the shofar. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for joining me today on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, where I'm continuing a series that we're calling The Fall Holy Days. I really need to ask you and encourage you to go back and watch the previous episode, the first episode in this series, because in that episode, I set the historical precedence for the feast that we're gonna be talking about today called Rosh Hashanah and Yom Truah. Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year because according to our Jewish tradition, we believe that this is the day that God created the world. And then Yom Truah, because we read in the book of Leviticus that God told us on this holy day to blow the shofar or the trumpet as a reminder. Now on the previous episode, I talked about what the blowing of the shofar reminds us of. And to get to it quickly, in the book of Exodus, or Shemot, chapter 19, we find that the Lord appeared to more than a million Israelites in the wilderness at Mount Sinai. And the way that he did this is he began to blow a shofar from heaven. It was a cosmic shofar. It came from the heavens. The shofar grew louder and louder and louder. And then when it reached a climax, a crescendo in volume, God spoke and more than a million Israelites heard his voice and trembled. The point is that the blowing of the shofar from heaven announced God's coming down to earth and revealing himself to humankind. Now, as I shared last week, what happened in the past is what will be in the future. So these holy days not only had application in their initial historical context, but they also have application, beloved, for the future. And so when we consider that when the Israelites blew the shofar every year, going back all the time to the revelation that was given 3,500 years ago to be reminded of something, what they would have been reminded of was how God revealed himself to them at Mount Sinai with the precedence of the blowing of the shofar. So today, looking forward for prophetic shadowing fulfilled, we believe that this 
holy day in Leviticus 23 is pointing to Yeshua's return that will be announced with the blowing of the shofar. The scriptures tell us in the book of Thessalonians that the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with the blowing of the trumpet, okay, with the blowing of the trumpet. So even as the Lord revealed and announced His coming, first with the blowing of a shofar in Exodus 19, so will be the case at Messiah's return. There will be a trumpet that will begin to sound from heaven, the trumpet will get louder and louder and louder, and then Yeshua is going to appear in the sky, and the whole world will see His glory. I want to talk to you today about things that are happening in the planet that tell us that Yeshua's return is nigh. You see, Jesus told us that we could recognize the time of His coming by signs or things that are happening on the earth. I don't know when he's going to return. I do know this. What we're seeing in the world right now is absolutely and most definitely a prelude to Messiah's return. We should be expect God, we should be expecting God to clear up all this chaos and to set the world straight. Let's look at some of the things that are happening in the earth right now in order to recognize that indeed Yeshua's return is getting close. In fact, Jesus' last words in the book of Revelation are these, Behold, I come quickly, I'm coming soon. Let's take a look. First of all, in the book of Genesis, chapter number 19, we read that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of sexual perversion. Well, as we look in the world today, beloved ones, we are living in an earth that is filthy with sexual perversion, immorality taking place all over the earth, child pornography at an all-time high. Homosexuality is spreading like an epidemic in the Western world. It was because of sexual perversion that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, and it's because of sexual perversion that God is going to judge the world with fire again at Yeshua's coming. We read, for example, in the book of Genesis, chapter 19, these words, Before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old, all the people from every quarter. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may have relations with them. He's speaking here of sexual relations. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and he overthrew those cities and the valley and the inhabitants of the city that grew on the ground. Those two verses at the end were the 24th and the 25th verse. God would not tolerate the sexual perversion that had so defiled his creation. Beloved, we're living in that time now. So many times people today go out on a date for the first time and in their mind they think what you do at the end of your first date is have sex. Sanctity has been removed from the sexual equation. We know that God brought man and woman together to become one in a holy monogamous marriage and matrimony in something that's pure and undefiled. The scripture says, let the marriage bed be undefiled and yet today, People have sex like they're putting their socks on. It means nothing to them, and yet it's sacred to God. And because mankind is so misusing 
this holy gift that God gave man, God is going to eventually, soon, put a stop to it and cleanse the earth just like he did in the days of Noah. Why did God destroy the earth in the days of Noah? To cleanse it so he could start over. He's going to do the same thing, beloved ones, once again. The widespread uh, issue of sexual perversion. We read in Romans chapter 1, verse 25 through 27, For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their heir. One of the really touching testimonies came from a young girl. She looked like she was like seven or eight years old. She was partially deaf. This young girl yeah. was born partially deaf, partially deaf in both ears. But when the love of God she saw that the crusade was happening. She believed that Jesus was going to heal her. Get this now, beloved one. She snuck out of her house without telling her parents, ran over to the crusade, believed she was going to get healed, and she got healed that night, and she stood up and testified before everybody that Jesus had healed her. I could only hear partially, but now I can hear clearly. Wow, praise God, give the Lord a hand tonight. She knew in her heart that when she came, Jesus was going to heal her, and that's exactly what happened. Just like the Bible says, it was done to her according to her faith. Is the Lord leading you to help Rabbi Schneider around the world? From teaching pastors and evangelism to large crowds in Africa, South America, the Caribbean, and more, to preaching and ministering to God's chosen people in Israel, and a dynamic television ministry, discovering the Jewish Jesus is reaching the world for Christ. With your support, you'll help send Rabbi to deliver the truth of God's Word to people who may never hear unless you send him. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to confirm your part in helping Rabbi build up believers in their faith and change lives all over the world. As we continue to look at the culture that we're living in, we realize that Paul told us in the book of 2 Timothy 3.1 that before Yeshua's return, he said, difficult times would come. We're living, my friends, in these difficult times. And one of the difficult times that we're seeing is the breakdown of marriage. So much divorce, it's reaping, it's reaping so much havoc. And so many children are confused and disturbed and they don't know who their real parents are and they grow up broken without ever having 
built trust in their heart because of coming from broken homes. Now listen, if you're watching right now and you've suffered a divorce, I'm not heaping any condemnation on you. The blessed hope of Messiah Yeshua can heal all things. He can repair all things. His blood takes away all sin. And God can restore even that which seems impossible because there's nothing impossible with God. So this is not about making anybody feel ashamed or condemned. But the truth is, divorce causes many problems. And it's very destructive. You see, the fabric of society is built upon solid marriages. But when we have in the Western world over 50% of marriages ending in divorce, and now people are, many of them, not even wanting to get married because they say, why get married and risk being divorced? That is what we call the breakdown of marriage. We read in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 in the end times, it speaks about men will be forbidding marriage. And so this kind of concept today of why get married, that's foolish. Look at what happened to your parents. They got married and then got divorced. So let's avoid that pain and let's not get married. We find the breakdown of marriage moving into a greater accelerated pattern all throughout the, so the social stratus in the Western world right now. And beloved, this is a sign of everything breaking up and it's preparing the world for Yeshua HaMashiach's return. We also read in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, that before Messiah's return, men will be lovers of self rather than lovers of God. Now that description doesn't fit our society. I don't know what does. I mean, how many people love God more than themselves? How many people in your workplace, how many people in your, in your neighborhood talk about God more than they talk about themselves? How many people are denying themselves to please God because they love Him? Beloved, the truth is we live in a society that's pleasure-seeking, that's self-indulgent, that's all about receiving for themselves alone. They're lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. Listen to what the Scripture says, 2 Timothy 3, beginning in verse number 1. But realize this, in the last days, that's what we're talking about, the last days, the days leading up, church, to Yeshua's return, Realize this, then in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceiters, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Beloved, we live in an earth whose spiritual atmosphere is vibrating with this right now. I mean, if we go back a hundred years ago, people had the common moral sense to at least try to show other people courtesy, to at least try to, 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 to live moral lives because they had the fear of God in them. Today, most of society has completely abandoned that. They've thrown off all restraint and they're proud to be hedonistic pleasure seekers, lovers of self rather than lovers of God. The scripture says this type of spiritual climate describes the last days leading up to Yeshua's return. Jesus is getting ready to come back for you and for me. Get ready. Let's continue on. We also find in scripture 
that during the last days, nations will rise against nations and will be gathered together against Jerusalem. Even today, Jerusalem is at the center of the world, the center of controversy, the center of fighting such a small nation about the size of New Jersey, and yet so much focus is upon it. And we find so much tension in the atmosphere. Even still, people being killed by terrorists all the time. I was just in Israel. People were getting killed through terrorist attacks, etc. Listen to what the scripture says concerning Jerusalem. It will come about in that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for the peoples. And all who lift it will be severely injured. And all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it. We're seeing more and more political tensions arising as Israel is continuing to move forward in their God-given destiny. And as they do, nations around the earth are becoming more and more enraged, trying to figure out how to stop them. I love this next one. Jesus said this, before his return, he said in Matthew 24, 14, the gospel would be preached in the entire world. When else in history has the gospel been able to be preached in the entire world? It couldn't have happened before radio. It couldn't have happened before television. It couldn't have happened before the internet. But now, in this last period of our, of our history, with the invention of the radio, television, the internet, and all the other technologies that are on the planet, the whole world, beloved, is being inundated with the gospel. Sure, there's still a few very remote places on earth that have not yet heard the gospel, but by and large, the gospel now has circled the entire world. And missionaries such as myself, we go to some of these remote places and we witness how ready and how hungry people are all over the earth to hear the good news of Messiah Yeshua and to hear the gospel of the kingdom. It's happening down. It, God is beaming it down from satellites in outer space so the whole world can hear the gospel. He is preparing the earth, beloved one, for Yeshua's return. Now I'm going to pick up here next week, but let me just leave off with this. Daniel said, that before the end, he said, knowledge would increase upon the earth. Daniel said, I saw people traveling to and fro all over the world, and knowledge had greatly increased. We're living in that time that Daniel saw. Daniel saw that at the end of days, people were traveling around the world in a way that wasn't even conceivable during his lifetime, and he said, and I saw that knowledge had greatly increased. We're living right now, beloved one, in the information age. This is the information age. We're living in the spiritual climate that precedes Jesus' second coming. What should you do about it? Get ready. Jesus told the parable about the ten virgins. All of them believed, but only five were prepared. What about you and I? Are we prepared? The way to prepare for Yeshua's coming is to live every day for him, beginning right now, if you're not already. I want to ask you, if you need to, get down on your knees. Just say, Jesus, forgive me. I want to be prepared for your glorious kingdom. 
Forgive me and cleanse me of my sin. I give my life to you right now. Prepare me to meet you, King Jesus. I want to be with you in the afterlife and the world to come. I pray that God's doing something very special for you during this important time of year. One of the things that scripture tells us that really helps us understand how much Father God emphasizes this time of year is the fact that three times a year, the Lord commanded the children of Israel to present a special offering to him. And the culmination, beloved, of these fall holy days that we're in was all of Israel coming to Jerusalem to present a special offering to Father God. I want to invite you this year to present a special offering to him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. If Father is using this ministry, beloved one, to bless you. The truth is we're reaching people all over the world, but we can't do it without the help of God's people. If God is blessing you through this ministry, if you're discovering more of the Jewish Jesus through this ministry, beloved one, I want to ask you right now, would you present a special offering to Father God through discovering the Jewish Jesus right now? I want you to know everything that you do is going to come back to you, pressed down, running over into your lap. God loves you. I love you. God bless you. And shalom. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your special Fall Holy Days offering to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Beloved, God may be doing a deep work in your heart as you're preparing for his return. This program, as you have watched it from beginning to end, you've watched and you've taken in the Spirit of God to equip you and being readied and prepared. You know, honey, we get testimonies, as you know, all the time from all over the earth of how Father God supernaturally touches them and speaks to them while they're watching Discovering yes. the Jewish Jesus. Yeah. And I know that some of you, as you watch today's episode, God spoke to you. You may have just sensed it in your intuition. Maybe it was a, a manifestation that took place in your, in your body. I don't know, it could be so many different ways. I remember on the mission field years ago, we had been there preaching the four days. I was doing pastor sessions, teaching to the, to the whole city at night. The last day I preached a message on Yeshua's return, I remember a young man came forward. He had been repenting of so much in his life. When he heard the message on the return of Yeshua, mm. it saved him. I wow. mean, somehow that was wow. the message. He had already heard me preach three times earlier, wow. but that was the message wow. that God broke through into his heart, touched him, and saved wow. him. It's really a message of hope and, and redemption and, and uh, vision, a new vision. Yeah from the Lord for us. Yeah, you know, true emunah, 
which is the Hebrew word for faith, it involves a realization that there's more to life yes. than this world, that something happens to us when we die. Mm -hmm. And as you said, the Feast of Trumpets reminds us of two things, that number one, God is going to judge the world. That's we need right. to awake to that. Yes. That's why Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Truah, as it's also known, precedes Yom Kippur, meaning that we need to recognize that sin has consequences. Right, right. Rosh Hashanah prepares us for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And the concept is God is going to judge, so we need to get right with them. Right. How do we get right with them? By turning to Jesus wow, and wow. repenting. Wow, wow, it really, it, it, it awakens us out of our slumber of thinking this world is all about our own little small world mm. and into His world that no, yeah. our life is about more. Amen. It's about his, his coming back for us. It's about our coming King and our Bridegroom King and just there's a whole nother plan that, that just continues on that He awakens us to. And just one life and it'll soon be passed, but only what's done for Christ will last. This Amen. world's like a vapor, yeah. but heaven is for eternity. Father, I pray that you'll speak to people and use the blowing of the shofar to prepare all of us, King Jesus, yeah. for your return. The consequences being that we'll live for you right now. I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penabelecha Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Penabelecha Veasem Le Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance. And Father God is going to continue, His beloved child, to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the Word to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. Next week, continue to explore the prophetic symbols and applications of the Fall Holy Days as we take a deeper look at the most holy day of the year, the Day of Atonement.